0: Hi everyone, my name is Melissa Lee and I'm a health coach who targets women with PCOS and women in general who wants to achieve stubborn weight loss. I do my best work when I work with PCOS urban women in their 30s who are embarrassed about their weight but want to feel comfortable in their bodies and are able to lose stubborn weight naturally. In this podcast, we talk about various topics including why stubborn weight loss is so hard to achieve. If this is you, definitely put this in the podcast list because one episode will be released every single week. Hi, everyone. Dr. Miranda is on the podcast today to chat about fertility and the birth control pill. She's an osteopathic physician board certified in family medicine, and functional medicine. She had her own personal journey with period issues, and that led her to explore the alternative modality path. I'm really excited to have her on because I always like to talk about functional approaches to uh, fertility and everything else. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited. I know that you know we have some stuff to talk about, but I'm actually quite curious about your own personal Journey. So, if you could, you know, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, while I was in residency,
1: medicine, which was very intense, lots of sleepless nights, lots of stress, um, I decided that that was the perfect time to start a family. <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I had been together for a while, and we were like, okay, we feel like it. I, I think it was thirty, like just thirty at the time. It was like, okay, perfect timing. Went off the pill, uh, or actually, newer ring at that time to be completely specific, but hormonal birth control um, and wasn't having a period. And I realized that from the patient's perspective, how limited conventional medicine is, um, with treating women's health and fertility in general, where it's sort of like you can take the pill to regulate your cycles for a lot of these issues, um, or you just wait it out. And there, there were so few options, for me. And I really wanted to know what was going on, um, underlying. Like I, I was like, what, what is my body doing? Like, what does it need to get back to normal, um, a normal hormone cycle?
0: Um, it must have been very jarring for you. Cause you're like a conventional doctor at that time. Right. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, I don't see how the system is helping me.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I was already interested in nutrition and alternative medicine, but this is what really pushed me towards, finding a better way for myself and for my patients because I I was actually just telling someone earlier today for myself, um, as a doctor, knowing that I was that limited was really upsetting because I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be more that we can provide these women who are having this issue, not just for missing periods, but for all the, um, fertility based or reproductive based issues that conventional medicine really has like zero answers for. Mm Um, so yeah, so that's what really pushed me even more into functional medicine and um, discovering more solutions, not only for myself, but for my patients. Um, and I'm actually very grateful for my journey just because it not only made me so grateful for my son that I have now, who's now just two, um, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, but also just for being able to be pushed into the the place that I am now, um, professionally and personally, so yeah, and
0: you can empathize with their clients whenever they come in, like a lot more. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I think it's almost in a way it's almost necessary to really have mm-hmm. been in in the shoes in somewhat um, in some capacity to really fully understand what it's like to have that feeling of incompleteness right. or something's wrong with me or whatever.
0: Yeah, um, I feel the same way when I coach like uh, clients with PCOS because I have that too. And, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they tell me like, it's really hard to lose weight or, you know, all these things and I'm like, yeah, I know I've been there. It's like,
1: yeah. So yeah. often, especially in a conventional medicine setting, it's like, okay, we'll just lose weight and that's it. Or like <laughs> right. lose weight and go in the birth control or metformin and that's yeah. it. And there, yeah, they're, the empathy is very lacking there of really understanding what it's like. Okay, have you made those lifestyle changes yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. it's like to really be in the, that position? So it definitely
0: right. is helpful. So let's jump right in. So like, you know, we're talking about like uh, lifestyle choices or like, you know, you managed to find a certain way to deal with um, whatever the lack of uh, treatment you got in conventional medicine. So what is the functional approach to like fertility?
1: Yeah. So well, in functional medicine, the whole basis is finding the root cause and, and identifying that and addressing that. Um, so that's why it's so well suited for fertility as well, where we're, we're not ever using cookie cutter methods just based on a diagnosis. It's really looking at an individual and seeing their needs um, and, and approaching those things, you know, really addressing those things. So with fertility, same thing, you know, subfertility or infertility is really just a symptom of something underlying going on um so really getting to the bottom of what that thing is and it's unique Mm -hmm. for every single person um to really find out what it is and address that and heal from that place
0: okay so it sounds like yes it's finding the root cause it's not looking at band-aid solutions um also looking at how everything's connected right like how your symptoms are not separate
1: Definitely. Yeah. And looking how, not only how like our symptoms are connected, but how all of the different functions in our body are connected. So Mm -hmm. we're not ever talking about, well, that's just your reproductive organs over there. And then we're talking about partner lungs over here. You know, it's looking at everything, how everything functions together um, and how that all really comes together. It's how it's all connected.
0: So let's t- maybe give an example, right? Like, what about like PCOS? Like, how do we deal with the whole PCOS and like potential infertility piece? How do you go about addressing yeah. that?
1: Um, so as you probably know, with PCOS, one of the biggest underlying factors for most women is insulin resistance, um, at least at the, the ovar- ovarian level. Um, so the the insulin resistance, our inability to take in glucose as efficiently and the higher levels of insulin um, create an increase in androgen production in the ovaries, um, and that can throw off the hormone balance and then cause um, irregular ovulation. And of course, ovulation is what we need to be fertile. <laughs> yeah. um, we need to release an egg to make it available to sperm to then create an a embryo. Um, so... So when there is some irregularity in ovulation or complete lack of ovulation, um, that's where we get an issue with uh, fertility and PCOS. Um, What if
0: someone's on their birth control pill though, when they have PCOS, they might be like, oh, you know, I have regular periods every month. Like, um, how how would you (laughs) address
1: that? (laughs) Great question. The way I answer that is, well, you're actually not having a period. Right. Um, when we're on birth control pills or hormonal birth control pills, we're not actually ovulating. Um, we're actually just getting a, um, a withdrawal bleed, if you will, um, every month as a period. So it isn't the same process of how our body would normally ovulate. And then about two weeks later, we'd have a period if we're not pregnant. Um, so it's it's kind of just a false period. Mm-hmm. So if you are having normal quote unquote periods on the pill it's actually just really kind of covering up what you have underlying um and you're just i mean at least your your uterus is re- responding normally to those <laughs> hormones but otherwise you can't really tell what's going on under underneath that
0: and so you know i mean i guess it's kind of similar to your story like you know you got off the birth control pill and then you wanted to conceive but then your peers like weren't there um so so then what if like someone who just went off the pill had irregular periods and they want to conceive like what are some what can they do to try to get like, their ovulation back?
1: Yeah. So first of all that's very common because oftentimes right. we we don't really think about it where our periods seem normal, we're, you know, if we did have any symptoms in the past with like difficult periods or irregular periods before going on birth control like well, I'm going to keep on it as long as I can until I'm ready to start a family that's usually when we uncover somebody's underlying symptoms or realize that we have an issue with getting pregnant. Um, so yeah, so we see those very frequently. Um, when... Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: it's like when, I know when. Like what's our approach
1: to when we're? Yeah, what's at the that approach point? to
0: like okay. you know get by your ovulation or get by your period? Yeah, yeah. So again, it just it
1: totally depends on the person and exactly what's going on underneath. So my recommendation for the first step is to see someone to see a functional medicine doctor or naturopath who is specializing in this area to really be able to help you identify what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. And of course, sometimes it, it can take a few months for hormones to normalize after taking the pill, depending on how long you've been on it also can be a factor. Um, but really, you know, seeing a trained professional who, who can help guide you in kind of further testing and really to identify what's going on. Um, because then it really, what we do from there and how we treat it is really going to depend on what we have going mm-hmm. on. Um, Of course, there are some basic things of like, you know, eating a really good nutrient-dense diet, having, trying to kind of balance blood sugars, especially if it's more irregular periods and we're sort of getting some signs that we're a little bit more concerned about PCOS, kind of having that focus of really um, avoiding insulin spikes, so basically avoiding um, big, big blood sugar rushes Mm -hmm. and really trying to stabilize that blood sugar. Um, And of course, focusing on... Detoxification in general, just to get those synthetic hormones out of our body as well. Um, so, really good hydration, filtered water,
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: and getting a rainbow of fruits and vegetables every day to help promote our normal detoxification through all those phytonutrients. Um, those are some basics that everyone will benefit from. And of course, getting right. good sleep. Yeah. Managing stress. Uh-huh.
0: That's like <laughs> those the foundation, like the world. backbone, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so if like someone's you know trying to conceive obviously those are the things that you know they need to consider are there mm -hmm. any other lifestyle changes that they should be aware of when they're wanting to conceive yeah so for one
1: it's not really a lifestyle change but getting familiar with your cycle and maybe like learning how to track your cycle is really important because again if we're coming off of birth control pills and we you know we just had it on our schedule or on the pack of like when we're having our period, it's good to really get to know your body and like get to know the symptoms of ovulation and the different, um, phases of our cycle. So that I think is really important. Um, and like for fertility awareness method is a really good method for, de- you know, learning about that and determining your cycles, um, learning about like cervical fluid, um, temper- like taking basal body temperature, Um, I think those are great ways to really get familiar with your cycle before trying, um, for one, it'll help because then you'll know when you're ovulating and when you want to have intercourse and all of that. Right. But, um, but also just like reconnecting to our cycle and really what's going on in our body and using it as what they call the fifth vital sign of really Mm -hmm. knowing, um, what our cycle is telling us with, as far as our internal health.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up because, um, it, it, I actually talked about the fertility awareness method, um, in a previous episode and also, um, recently like someone, you know, who was, she was in, she has PCOS and she's interested to try for another baby. And her first pregnancy was, you know, she, she was put on like Clomid to, Mm -hmm. um, instill ovulation and basically um when i was telling her about the fertility awareness method um, i told her in a way it's like you know she's more empowered when she goes to visit her ob-gyn she's not like dependent mm-hmm. on him to tell him when she's going to ovulate because i'm like you know it's your body you should know when you ovulate like you don't want to depend on your doctor to tell you you're not doing this so you know take something to definitely right yeah
1: especially because. I mean, not to, not to say that OB-GYNs or reproductive endocrinologists don't know what they're doing, but oftentimes they can be wrong. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you do know your body better. Um, I've heard from several different people of like, oh, I went in for my progesterone level. They said I didn't ovulate, but then later they were like, maybe you did ovulate. And it gets very confusing too when Mm, you're just really missing that piece of like seeing the signs for yourself of what your body is telling you.
0: And so it's better it's, for both parties, I feel like, when the definitely. patient's like, I be lay on, you know, I give you, like, my diary. And the doctor's, yeah. like, more informed, too. Like, they don't feel so pressured, right? Of, yeah. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I personally love it when right. someone is like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, I, like, had
1: <laughs> this amount of cervical fluid on this day, And I'm like, okay, great. We know exactly what's going on. Right. So it gives me more information, too. I'm not just mm-hmm. guessing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So it's really – and it, I think it's so important, too, in general, just, like, having the patient be empowered having like being empowered in our own health um is so important and it's just another great way to be feel super empowered and know exactly what your body is doing um, i love that
0: yeah i love this empowerment peace talk yeah right. yeah
1: and some honestly some doctors especially in conventional medicine may not like it but that's mm-hmm. usually fine too that maybe that they're not the right doctor for you if right. you're if you start to become <laughs> empowered and tell them and they don't like it, you're like, yeah. okay, well, maybe that's a you know, sign to switch.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's a shift of paradigm, I feel like, because the doctors that mm-hmm. used to be like, okay, I'm the one who's supposed to help you. It's kind of weird yeah. now. It's like the patient's telling me what to do, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Conventional medicine was very paternalistic
0: mm-hmm. and was
1: like for so long. I mean, we didn't even have any resources to like look things up on our own. It was like the doctor tells right. you what's going on and you listen and you do that and that's it. But now we're in this world where we have so much information at our fingertips and we have so many different possibilities of different treatments and different types of medicine to use and everything can kind of really come together. Um, so I, yeah,
0: I personally, (laughs) um, so speaking of empowerment, um, let's shift to the birth control pill. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for education, you know, empowerment, um, being aware of like the side effects. Um, so could you just let us know what the side effects of the birth control pill are? Yeah. So
1: the most, um, I should say, well, let's start with the scariest side effects of, of the birth control pills are blood clots, stroke, um, especially in women who are older who smoke, Um, And then cancer as well. There are several studies linking uh, birth control pills to different types of cancer. So those are the scariest that honestly often get looked over because so many people are on birth control pills and may not have signed up for that. They knew that that's actually a possibility. Um, Other really more common symptoms would be depression, anxiety
0: Mm -hmm. are super
1: common and often not linked with birth control pills. Um, as well as nutrient deficiencies, which can also then you know go play a part with some of the, the symptoms that you can have while being on birth control pills or when you come off of them. Um, but specifically the nutrients that are um, depleted by birth control pills are vitamin E, vitamin C, um, some B vitamins like B2, B6, folate, and B12, um, as well as magnesium, zinc, and selenium. Um, mm-hmm. and what's so important about these is these are some that are critical for normal thyroid function, normal fertility, right. immune function, you know, and just healthy pregnancy in general. Mm-hmm. So that's where the conversation comes up as well with coming off birth control pills and then trying to get pregnant immediately. Um, this preconception prep time is actually important, even just for repleting some of these nutrients that we've lost naturally, even if we don't mm-hmm. have any issues with fertility or with, um, with cycles being off or anything like that, just
0: getting so to be a, our
1: healthiest again.
0: Right. So, what's a good amount of time for that preconception? So, I guess care.
1: Yeah. If we're talking about like ideally, like in a perfect world, we might say one to two years. It um, mm-hmm. depends on the person, just to really like know that you know your body and everything is like in optimal shape. But at least, I, my minimum is at least three months um, if not like maybe about six months. So -hmm. if someone is thinking, well, maybe in the next year or so I might want to start trying to have a family if they're like in a stable relationship or whatever, you know, in in a place they want to be. Um, I recommend coming off and kind of seeing what their body is doing and, you know, starting to have that like method of, um, tracking their cycles and getting in tune with their body just because that's so, you know, empowering That's crucial.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: such a nice way to really connect with your femininity and your health in general. So,
0: and it's not just the woman too. I feel like it's also the, your partner. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. even for men,
1: when there's, when we're talking about fertility to really optimize their health and optimize their sperm health, um, it we usually say about three months, maybe a little bit less, maybe, you know, about two months, but, um, as a couple together, kind of our, our minimum time frame is like three months. Give me three months. Let's Mm -hmm. optimize things before you really start trying.
0: So, yeah. And so what about, you know, I mean, birth control? Yes, a lot of people are on it. What about like teenage girls? Like, should they go on the birth control? Okay. So I had this thing because, um, you know, the teenage girls, they, you know, they have like irregular periods because they're trying to, their body's trying to establish you know like the periods and then I see like a lot of them get like diagnosed with PCOS because of their irregular periods so I'm like I don't know what's what's going on but could you enlighten us? Yeah so yeah
1: so birth control pills are very commonly prescribed and more and more so in younger and younger women and especially I think it has changed too over time where um, young women are getting their periods even earlier for whatever reason you know you can see environmental issues maybe Or like concerns, but um, but then yeah, like you said, the first few years even they might have some irregularity in their cycles, um, if not first few months of having their period. And so commonly, because in conventional medicine, that's really the one tool to help with painful periods or regular periods, you know, PMS Mm -hmm. symptoms, whatever it may be. They're often put on birth control pills and because of the symptoms or the side effects that we just talked about, I really strongly recommend trying to avoid going on birth controls until you really need them. Of course, you know, when you really need them for contraception, we weigh the risk and benefits and really finding mm-hmm. the right um, form for each woman too, because there are different, you know, there's the pill and there are different types of the pill, um, but there are also other types of contraception. So really finding what fits um, that person but then also really trying to identify what's going on to cause you know irregular cycles or painful periods or whatever and really addressing that rather mm-hmm. than just going on the birth control pill.
0: Um, so yeah, I would recommend doing things. Are there yeah. any um, non-hormonal ways of breath control?
1: Yeah so I mean of course condoms and sponges and things like that um, as far as non-barrier methods, there are like, there are IUDs that don't have um, hormones in them. So the copper IUD in particular um, is non-hormonal. I still don't, I don't often recommend IUDs in teens. still, um, usually, and, and this is a discussion to have with their OB-GYN, because again, it depends on the person, um, yeah. but generally we don't, aren't really talking about that until we're really talking about more like long-term contraception um and then there are at least different forms of hormonal birth, birth control like the nuva ring um or you know a patch or um injectable type um
0: mm-hmm. hormonal
1: birth control that can have different different side effects and everything the, as far as like nuva ring i think it's a better option because you're absorbing the hormones um transvaginally so through the skin rather than taking right. it orally and in general hormones are better tolerated um, absorbing it that way, instead of having to have it bypass the liver, Um, especially if they're synthetic hormones um, in general, that's not quite as safe and can come with more side effects and risks. So as far as like hormone replacement as well, using bioidenticals, we usually try to go, you know, do transdermally um, or like through the skin or mucous membrane versus taking Mm -hmm. it orally for that reason. So, yeah.
0: Nice, good to know. Yeah, yeah. lots of options out yeah. there. <laughs> you,
1: mentioned,
0: um, you mentioned synthetic hormones, uh, that, mm-hmm. um, that also brought to mind um, the birth control pill, the hormones in the pill are actually synthetic, right? Correct,
1: yeah, and that's where a lot of the risks come from. Um, so, yeah, the, the estrogens and progestins, they're not even progesterone, um, mm-hmm. are, are metabolized differently in our body and the metabolites from those can be what really cause a lot of problems. Um, they can also be hard for our bodies to get rid of sometimes, right. um, depending on our genetics. So, um, yeah, not quite, not
0: so yeah. ideal as like, <laughs>
1: oh, well, yeah, they're natural. Our body's producing it anyway. It's not actually what our body's producing at all. So
0: Yeah, yeah I just like, I think it's very, just important to have the awareness um, or like a more educated about the side effects. Exactly. And then, yeah. Then the choices, and yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's not to say that like it's gonna ruin your life to ever go on birth control pills and you should avoid them like the plague. It's like just like anything, you have to weigh mm-hmm. your your risks and your benefits of anything. Um, but I definitely urge people to, yeah, be informed and to not just jump to them and dispense them like candy, and you know, like, yeah, right. Not think about it. I, I mean, I remember personally being on it um, for so long. I don't even remember why I started. I think I was just like out of the convenience of knowing when my period was going to come. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even sexually was active quite yet. Um, and I remember on going to see a doctor, I would like forget to put it on my medication list because I didn't even think of it as a medication. Mm-hmm. And that now I'm like, that's crazy. I'm sure I'm, I'm positive. I'm not the only one where we're just kind of thinking of it as, a, of it as you know, something different, like a, almost like a mm. supplement or something <laughs> where in reality, it definitely is a medication that comes with side effects and should be treated as such that, that we should be, you know, doing the extra stuff while we're on it too, like taking extra, um, supplements with the nutrients that we're getting depleted from,
0: mm. um, which I can like help
1: a lot when we do finally come off the pill, um, the types of side effects we're having and like how regular our cycles are. Um, having those nutrients will definitely help your body be able to regulate and get, you know, produce the healthy progesterone levels again and all that.
0: I'd like to take a quick break from the podcast to talk to you about Anne-Marie skincare. Anne-Marie is a wonderful brand that is special because they handcraft and pick the ingredients from the wild. These ingredients include herbs and plant extracts. The picked herbs are then infused into aloe vera and skin oils at low heat for up to 30 days, which becomes a base for the products. The natural products are then developed individually with specific aromatherapy, plant and seed oils, skin-supporting nutrients, and more to create effective natural products. I love their products, and they provide a great way to get started with sample size kits. My favorite products are the mineral foundation, herbal facial oil, and aloe herb cleanser. Upon getting the mineral foundation, I was actually able to get rid of my previous liquid foundation, concealer, and loose powder. Talk about multifunctionality. So with the mineral foundation, I could get rid of three to four of my old products. And I definitely love Anne-Marie very much. So for more info, you can go to nourishment.com. Go to the shop page and look for anne marie skincare to get your free sample kit. And now back to the podcast. Yeah, I hope I hope this instills hope for people if they feel kind of overwhelmed on the birth control. I was actually mm-hmm. on the pill too for four years, um, because I was bleeding for a month mm-hmm. nonstop, and I was like, "What's happening to me?" <sighs> uh, and that's when I got diagnosed with PCOS. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. I know it. I'm like, everyone's by like missing their periods, why am I the one who's bleeding so much?
1: Yeah, I'm like yeah, the like this is the opposite of what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Again, yeah, everyone is different and Things come up differently, and that's why it's important, I think, to really customize things to each person. and Really take that individualized approach,
0: mm-hmm. um, and that's the root of functional medicine. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else you want to let uh, people know about functional medicine or fertility? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess
1: maybe just another reminder of yeah. if if you're having concerns about fertility, even if it's just like you want to be prepared. And optimize your fertility, or um, if you're having some signs of subfertility, um, really looking at some of the basic like we we're talking about earlier. So really looking at your sleep quality and not even just
0: mm.
1: the hours you're in bed, but the hours you're asleep. And if you're getting deep sleep and feeling well rested and um, focusing on, you know, good nutrition, even if it's not like, you don't know, have to have like a perfectly clean diet hundred percent of the time, but getting the nutrients in where you can and really, um, looking at that as sort of f- like food as medicine, um, getting good hydration, some of those basics, working on stress and having some sort of like mindfulness practice or mind body activities, um, whether it be like meditation or journaling or yoga or whatever resonates. Um, and, and I also like to remind people to kind of think about their mindset as well. Cause especially when we're, Having issues with fertility, like I mentioned before, that feel those feelings that come up, like the negative self-talk of something's wrong with me, I'm broken, I, I'm right. not a real woman, you know, our mind can get carried away. And so focusing on that mindset and trying to shift that as much as possible into the positive when we can. And that doesn't mean like not, not allowing ourselves to feel the lows, also, you know, like it can be a heartbreaking experience depending on what's going on and um, to have issues with fertility. So, so feeling and grieving 100%, but also trying to keep that positive mindset, that the self-talk more positive to really knowing that, that you're a complete person and you will get pregnant and you will have that baby. I think it's an important factor that isn't talked mm-hmm. about a lot mm-hmm. um, and can really it can really make a difference. Our body responds to, our, our phys- physical body can respond to um, our emotions and our mindset. So that's another piece that I like to remind people of.
0: Awesome. Okay. I love that. I'm. Um, I, I feel like when you said that, it's just like a reminder of the body, feeling that it's safe, safe enough to reproduce. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 It's a. It's a huge factor. Yeah. yeah that we don't totally. really think about.
1: It's so our. Our body is smart in that it can cut things off when it doesn't feel safe. And mm-hmm. especially in times like now, where we're all struggling and we're all everything's up in the air and changing constantly. Um, to really really give yourself some kindness and patience and love um, and maybe kind of scale things back for a little while to really you know focus on the basics yeah um, can make a big difference
0: I love that I love your approach Um, so if people also like your approach to fertility where can they find you
1: yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Miranda Naylor, and they can also visit my website at Dr. Um and th- I-, I offer free 15-minute consults as well, so they can schedule that online on my website, um, or just reach out to me on social media, you know, send me a message.
0: All right, so um, I'll put that all in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. I felt like Um, It was a good summary of like, you know, how every individual is like, you look at them as a sample size of one rather than like, okay, you just have the symptom and I'll give you this pill. And I really like that you always emphasize that and you emphasize like, you know, the foundation of being healthy um, is, you know, all those lifestyle choices that we talked about. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's too easy to, we fall into like our diagnosis, even once right. you have PCOS. Okay. I have PCOS now, and this is yeah. me now, but really in reality, depending on the person, what our underlying factors are, we can heal so much to where we're like, Oh oh yeah, I guess technically I have PCOS. It's like, you can stop mm-hmm, even identifying mm-hmm. with some of these diagnoses. And sometimes we put, a, you know, it's comforting to put a label on something, but sometimes there can be a combination of several things going on or or could really be a spectrum of of something happening. So, um, so I think it's really important to always look at what's going on in our body. What yeah. what are the factors going on? Because everyone is totally unique, and uh, that'll change how they respond to things and what really works for them.
0: Biggest takeaway from today. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, all. thank you for having uh, the, for coming on the show. It was it was awesome.
1: Thanks. Thank you for so much for having me. And thank you for putting out this great show and informing women, empowering them. I think it's amazing.